So, what are your quarantine discoveries? Keep me honest on this one. I'm not sure if it, I'm just being old, but mm. TikTok really boomed during quarantine, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not going to say I had a TikTok because I still don't have one. But my quarantine discovery was actually related to, you know, when they started having these TikTok trends and the first one to go really viral was still going to coffee. Mm. The one where you had to beat it with all your might. That Mm-mm. was, I would always respond that as my first quarantine discovery because that's when I realized everybody was back into doing their own home kitchen stuff and trying to improv their coffee shop experiences starting with frothy coffee I just found it so entertaining so that that is my primary one so just the gonna coffee or tiktok and food I think mine is tiktok trends about food whenever i see stuff that is viral online like first it was that dalgona and then people started making bread i never got to making bread but it mm-hmm. was a thing right and then yeah. that, that pasta dish i don't even know if i missed other trends but i keep discovering those food things because everybody would do it and make it look so simple on tiktok Ooh. okay so it's more of like food trends for you and your own kitchen yeah because you can go out for and for us for the longest time you couldn't even really get delivery because people didn't know how to adapt to extreme lockdown conditions and nobody Mm-mm. would really go out so yeah. you had to improvise interesting because like so for your delivery point like i felt like people could adapt quickly considering mm-hmm. that i was working for a delivery platform then yeah and i saw the surge in demand like i saw the numbers myself so while lol so even though i was working for a delivery platform then like not as a writer but like behind the scenes and i could see the i numbers. love the specifics yeah, yeah sorry i think like if other people were listening some people would ask like or oh, you're the writer i'm like no like i mean mad respect to them but then i don't think that's for me i don't have the patience and i i'm scared of motorcycles so okay yeah anyway so for me like the delivery factor is there Mm -hmm. i think mine is more heavy on delivery but it's not even for food delivery platforms per se I ordered a lot from like all those little quarantine kitchens that popped up since either people were unemployed and then they needed to like make money so they started selling food or because like they did discover like their love for baking or love for whatever making food sushi bake for oh my god yes yeah so for you if it's Dalgona coffee I only tried to make Dalgona coffee once I couldn't make it properly so I've never properly had Dalgona coffee if I'm being very honest um but sushi bake was something that we tried in our own kitchen um my mom loves it she will keep making sushi bake but in general um quarantine kitchens like other people's kitchen literally their kitchen yeah yeah that's like what i discovered The biggest one, I guess, would be the mutual love of our friend group for this girl who sells pokey. I don't know if we're allowed to like name drop brands. Shouldn't be a problem, should it? No, I don't I don't think so. Okay, Fia's Food. I love you, Fia's Food, if you're listening. Fia's Food is good. Not to be confused with our own friend Fia. She has to clarify that it's not I her originally food. thought 
it was her. I was so surprised because, like you said, everybody was into quarantine kitchens and stuff. And then when I think it was Francis said that she ordered from Fia's food, I just wanted to say, I don't know why you're messaging our friend group about it if Fia made the food and she's not promoting herself. True. Bad friend. But yeah, it's not her friend, Thea. So Fia's food, like poke bowls. Um, I ordered <laughs> I ordered a lot of alcohol, like soju and stuff from the girl that I also buy cookies from. Yeah. So I had like a cookie and soju supplier at one point. I think she stopped selling soju. So I found another soju supplier. I haven't had cookies in a bit. But for cookies, like I think we all also found a mutual love for Big Scout. And Big yes. Scout's pretty good. Yeah, like I think it was my treat for myself. Like I would buy something either for delivery or like, I mean, for delivery from like actual restaurants that were available pre-pandemic or like these newly opened stuff or like newly discovered stuff because I know Big Scout existed even before like 2020 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that I guess is like my quarantine discovery. Like every new food shop, food shop, Instagram shop, I guess, that I would find. And so far, like I've been pretty happy with my choices. Like I found the sushi place near me. And they customized like a spicy salmon sashimi for me, but not super spicy because I was craving once. Like, that sort of thing. I, I love it, right? It, it's mm-hmm. like because of the circumstances, everybody's been, you know, forced to adopt. But yeah. also when we discover them, and I don't know about you, but it's these homemade things. They just taste so much better than like a restaurant thing, maybe because they're made in small batches. True. So there's just so much more care. Like, I don't know if it generally tastes good or if it tastes better because it's quote-unquote made with love. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. But also, like, consider, like, people will most likely be doing, like, restaurant tricks at actual restaurants. As compared to these, like, I'm sure they're not coating everything in butter. True, true, true. But I'm happy with my find so far. And, like... My my heart that likes supporting small businesses, it's very happy with it as well. Right? Because you know that you're helping support the livelihood of others, especially yeah. if they start the stores because they don't have jobs. In general, like, it's really food bringing people together. That and is I love so food. true. It's like, I know in our friend group, we always talk about, quote-unquote, treating yourself mm-hmm. with a delivery. But then, let's be real, if you read the thing, we get delivery from those stores when you're happy, when you're sad, when mm-hmm. you're angry. Basically, every excuse you can think of <laughs> is a valid excuse to get food. But what about you? When you had that brief time in between jobs, and I know mm-hmm. you love food so much, did you ever think of starting your own quarantine kitchen? Um, No. Like, it's it's this has always been like a question given to me, even... I guess since I was in high school or in college. Because you cook well. I I don't think I do, actually. Like, I'm not a consistent cook. I made mac and cheese earlier for lunch. Like, I'm not the happiest with it. And, like, I bake stuff a lot. Like, I bake... I've been baking cookies since I was, like, what, five? Um, I feel like if I started making it into a business, I'd hate food. And I don't want to hate food. Yeah, so that's the main reason. Plus, like, I'm not the most confident in what I cook. Like, as I said earlier, I'm not a consistent cook. And I say this, like, sometimes I switch up ingredients based on what's there. Like, my palate isn't as refined as, like, Fia's palate can be particular to certain things. Mine isn't. 
Though, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, it's not a make or break. But I feel like people do look for consistency. And I know that I can't guarantee that yet. Considering that I don't have, like, a go-to recipe, if that makes sense. Okay, that does make sense. Yeah, like, I do experiment a lot myself. And, like, if it's not a good batch, I won't feel good about selling it. Like, I haven't found something to cook that I would be very, very, very confident in. Enough to sell it. And then... Even if I am confident enough, like, I feel like having to constantly, like, oversee orders and deal with people and, like, make it. And then, like, I'll just get sick of it. I'll get sick of food and then I'll get tired of food and then I'll stop liking food and goodbye food forever for me. And I don't want that. Oh, that makes sense. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like when, you know how people say you should make your passion your job, but also on the flip side of it. If it really becomes your sole source of employment or income, yeah. it puts so much undue pressure on you and you stop enjoying it. Yeah. And like the pressure of like, okay, I always have to cook. It, 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 it's so hot. Like the weather right now is so hot. Imagine if I had to bake every day and we don't have like air conditioning in our kitchen. Oh, I'm going to die. Yeah. Which is fine. Like I don't mind dying, but like. Gonna that's... hit the 40 mark. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more of like, oh, that's such a terrible way to die because it's so hot in the kitchen things like that like i cannot take the heat i'm getting out of the kitchen literally chef gordon ramsay but yeah i love that me and i like giving you guys food like i like not being pressured to make food and to have Uh, expectations that everything i cook will be good i like receiving food from you honestly i think you cook well i don't know if it's because you have very high standards for what you make or I have shitty hmm. standards. Could be one or the other. <laughs> Could be both. Or because I only get what you think is a quote-unquote good batch. Maybe. Possibly. I mean, I also, I think like me being paranoid, it comes in when I'm giving food that like, oh, I don't think it's the best and I think this is what's wrong. I don't know if you'll feel the same. Like, I, I'm a step ahead of you in terms yeah. of like telling you what to expect with it. So it's not like, oh, I expect it to be good and I expect you guys to like, and sorry, I expect it to be super bad and you guys are not aware of that oh okay i get it i get it you did mention that even though you're not going to start your business you've been experimenting a lot so would you think or could you say that experimenting in the kitchen has become a quarantine habit of yours like something you've gotten to do more frequently now that you have more time do you have more time um well i'm employed now but even when i wasn't honestly it wasn't a consistent thing like i still can't say that it's a habit i think what did become a habit for me is opening up discord and playing games and that was more of something that i developed like the latter end yeah Yeah. towards the end of 2020 but the habit that i did start I guess developing in in the pandemic towards the start is like really checking my messaging apps. Like I know mm-hmm. I've always checked it and then I was I noticed that like I would post on Instagram stories every single day. Same for like yeah, like six, seven, eight months. I don't even know how long that was. And then it came to the point. I mean, to be fair, I was in the middle of like having a quarter life crisis. And it came to the point that I was like, what is wrong with me? Like is, is my need to stay connected like through the through like me posting Instagram stories? And then I think when I started becoming a bit more okay, I posted less. Like, I don't post as much as I did before. Like, I think every day I would have an update about what I'm eating or what I'm doing. And then now, it's rare. But I do, like, the habit of checking, like, Telegram, the habit of checking Discord now that I've made, like, friends on there is something that I've kept. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, I think that's that's bearable. 
you say that when you were doing the Instagram posting thing every day, it was because you were bored and then eventually you had other things to occupy your time and it's just an afterthought now? Hmm, I think I would group it up with like need to stay connected, like posting on Instagram mm-hmm. stories, checking Telegram, checking WhatsApp, checking, I don't know, Viber sometimes for my like family. Yeah. Um, and then Discord. So I group it up as the whole, like, the need to stay connected. Like, I need to know what's happening with everyone because I don't want to keep staring at my ceiling, like my bedroom ceiling. And then I stopped posting on stories, but everything else, like checking Telegram, checking WhatsApp, watching stories, to be fair, um, yeah. checking Discord. Like, that is what has been consistent and that's been a habit. Like, I find myself waking up at midnight at like 4 a.m. And then I would reach for my phone and then check Telegram. It's not even like check Twitter or check, um, what's it called? I don't know, Facebook. Because I don't check Facebook as much anymore. But it's really like, what are people saying? Like, I don't want to miss out on the conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially now, since you don't even see people in person. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I always see this in conversation in the office. So for context, I do work a corporate job as well. And if you also work a corporate job, you'd understand how really vastly different it is working in a shared space versus working from home. I mean, working from home had a lot of its conveniences. I can just roll yeah. out of my bed and go into a meeting. But a lot of communication is just so much more deliberate. And if you don't practice that deliberateness or, you know, you just don't have energy because of all the things going on in the world, you don't get that kind of organic connection with other people anymore. Yeah. Right? So I get that. I get where your need to check in on people comes from. But again, it also is just for those groups of people that you've already established that connection with. Or eventually established, to be fair. Like, yeah, I do consider some of like the people I met purely on the internet playing Among Us, like really good friends. But it's like you had to, you know, get out there and initiate it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah we talk now, so it can become a regular thing. Not like if you were, let's say, outside and you run into somebody you haven't seen in a while. You, you get to run into them. <laughs> Yes. You get to cross them in the hallway and then you talk even if it's just for a little bit. Yeah, and that's just like a brief moment that I'll never, like, I'll, I can count but without a certain interval in between. Yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay, for you, like, I know you have significantly more hobbies than me. I think our friend group has a lot has a lot of hobbies in general. Like, you're into knitting. You're into, I want to say yoga? Or is it Pilates? Both. No, you don't like... Wait, there's something that you don't like. I don't like running. Don't like... I thought you're the one who didn't like... Someone doesn't like Pilates. Anyway, like, have your fitness slash knitting crocheting. Do you consider those hobbies that you got more into? Yeah, I think there was a point in all of this where Mm -hmm. my routine became really really set which is nice for some people other people really thrive on having a very fixed and very predictable routine yeah i i think we've spoken about this before i like having a routine but i don't like doing it often which kind of defeats the purpose of a routine or or i want to have like six routines which i will put on rotation does that make sense fair yeah (laughs) i mean it's still some sort of structure it's just a variety it's not just like a it's like having it's almost like having a capsule closet i guess 
rather yeah. than just having a uniform. Exactly. I have a mm-hmm. capsule routine as a Gemini. Yeah. It's like I gotta spice things up, but also I'm not entirely air sign that I can do spontaneous things and never plan anything. I want to have some sense of order True. into it. So a vague idea. Yeah, a big idea of what to expect. Just because we, we got things to do and bills to pay. <laughs> so you need to still have that kind of structure. True. But but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I think those are hobbies I have among other things I do that I just switch in between. I mean, to the capsule closet analogy, I guess mm-hmm. my hobbies are more like my accessories and I switch them out depending on the outfit. Okay. Or like today you have a sweater, tomorrow it's just a t-shirt. Yeah, and then today yeah. a clutch, tomorrow a backpack, but still a bag. Okay. Oh, habits. There's something like something at least that I have been very religious about ever since I started like working was to update like my personal finance tracker. And mm-hmm. then I think it was in late 2020, the early oh my god, I don't even know. Maybe it was like December to March that mm-hmm. I stopped doing that. So it's easy to track it for like GCash for for like my bank accounts and stuff like that. Everything online, it's fine. But my cash account, I was like, what did I spend money on? <laughs> that was difficult. And then now I'm back into that habit again, at least. Which is good, right? I mean, it's nice to have some sort of consistency around what you could call core habits around your health, your money. I don't know if cleaning is a core habit. It's something I've started to do for myself. I think I mentioned this before um, with our friend. I follow this like life coach. Her name is Amy Young. And then part mm-hmm. of what she talks about in terms of self-care is actually the habit of setting up a set of habits to help structure your life. She calls it her sacred six. And you usually okay. think that if it's like self-care, I would be doing the bubble bath and the massages or whatever. But she actually specifies that you you can think of probably two of those to be those indulgent activities that you don't always allow yourself to have. But the rest are really things you know you have to do for yourself because it's good for you, like exercising or eating vegetables or even cleaning. Because she mentioned that if you if you don't do it, at the moment, you don't feel the effect. But over time, it kind of compounds. It's kind of like when you forget to clean your room and eventually your room is a total disaster. And you know it's a disaster because when you eventually clean it, it's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders and everything is beautiful again. Yeah. So I started my habit journey actually following that like sacred six. I just did six things, super basic things that I know I could commit to consistently. And then I just eventually built up on that. Like I remember one of my first habits was actually fixing my bed in the morning because I used to have this thing where I would get up and do my things and then eventually fix my bed or not and I'm gonna sleep in it again right, anyway. right? It that's really what I used to say but also yeah. when when you do it for yourself it's kind of like a commitment that you can show yourself some sense of consistency which is nice I didn't mm-hmm. you don't feel it when you actually do it for like maybe two weeks three weeks but if you do it consistently for about a month it makes a difference and it actually becomes super automatic i eventually even dropped making the bed from my list of sacred six because it became so autopilot and then i just said i'll switch it with something Mm. equally simple that i don't always do like when i first got braces just around before the pandemic having to extend the time brushing my teeth i had to write down it's a habit because i was just Mm -hmm. like i don't want to do this effort 
for my teeth. No one wants to stand in the bathroom for 10 yeah. minutes. Uh, but I remember having braces in right? high school. That wasn't fun. I think I have to get braces again. Yeah, for my TMJ. Whatever. I'll cross this when bridge you get to when a I get there. <laughs> this book i don't know if it came from you it's called the power of habit yes did it come from you i think i shared it together with atomic habits by james clear yeah yeah, yeah. okay so it did come from you like that is that's a book that i actually recommended to my old boss Mm -hmm. like our old ceo because he had a little he had a little thing that he was like people need to read more i'm gonna buy books off of amazon and because he knew i read like I can read for fun because some people don't mm-hmm. or that because I recommended the book he was like Andy can you read the book and I was like oh yeah and he's like okay you have two weeks to read this book this book being not the power of habit but um the tipping point yeah and he was like okay then you have a book report after we're feeding people who go to your book report like with lunch and I'm like ah, okay cool <laughs> I was the only one who did that by the way I was just his only guinea pig but what I appreciate about like Going back to um the power of habit. There we go. I remember the name. What I appreciate was how it wasn't even them telling me like brush your teeth when you wake up. Like wake up, make your bed, brush your teeth, eat, and then do this every morning. It was also like the mindset of it. And um their example was like ingraining it in some steel company that they would always prioritize safety. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate. Like we need to have that mindset that these are our priorities, that this these are our goals. And I don't know, maybe because I like they did have examples for like personal stuff. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like that steel company and prioritizing state safety has been like the main, I guess, highlight of that book for me. And I'm like, okay, interesting. We have to change the mindset of the world. Things like that. Yeah. And yeah, it's just more of like, that's a habit. Like moving beyond myself. It's not just like a habit per se of do things, but also like think things, prioritize things, and prioritize in the way of thinking, if that makes sense. It does. I I like that because... I remember when I shared those two books with you. I shared mm-hmm. it with Atomic Habits. And it actually mentions that book because he said one of the ways that people end up sticking to a habit is because it's a gateway to a state of being, which sounds so deep. But it Ooh, essentially means it you do the things because you want to be this kind of person. And this kind of person does that thing. If I don't do it, I am not on the road to being that kind of person. So you're very goal-oriented. You're not you're not, you know, cleaning your bed every morning because you want to clean your bed. I mean, that could be a reason, but I remember when I tied it back to how I formed mine, I said, I tell myself I'm going to make my bed every morning because I want to teach myself that I'm the kind of person who can be consistent. Hmm. And that's the goal. Like the goal is to demonstrate some level of consistency, which is why I do the basic things like fixing my bed. Okay. How has it changed for you since our lives have completely upturned? Because like you said, you make habits tied to a certain goal or a certain Mm -hmm. state that you want to reach. Has the goal even changed? Hmm. I have to think about that. Mm. Well, I guess like if I divide, like it's been what? 
March, April, May. It's been 14 months since like lockdown Whoa. was imposed. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot, lot of months. months. <laughs> yeah, but it's been 14 months since lockdown was imposed in Manila. Um, I guess I have, like me as a person, I've been at home, but I feel like I've also gone through like four different stages, I guess, of myself throughout those 14 months. Like the first being full-on quarter-life crisis in job A. The second being quarter-life crisis is like coming to an end. I have also submitted my resignation. Um, It's really just the, what's what's that called? There's a term for it. Which one? It's just like my, it's like my notice period. Yeah. Because I gave, yeah, so it was like my notice period towards the end of, end of my quarter-life crisis. That's phase two. Um, Not even phase two. Is it phase two? Maybe. Uh, not sure. Phase three is like me. Maybe. I don't know yet. Phase three is like the period when I was um on terminal leave and I was unemployed. And then phase four is now that I'm in a new job. So I think like phase one the goal or like the person that i wanted to be was just like had some semblance of like having her shit together Mm -hmm. or like was really trying to get her shit together which is fair phase two yeah and like there's so many things happening then phase two was more of um i have my shit together but like i don't know where to go yeah because phase three is the i am just wandering and then phase four is the okay I've found where I have to go, sort of thing. And those are how the goals have changed. And I guess now that I've said that out loud, like the goals were very much tied to um, tangible steps in my career rather than in me as a person. Like I didn't go su- through some, um, what's it called? Eat, pray, love thing and like go eat a lot of food, go pray, whatever. Fall in love with someone. Was, yeah, it was really more of like career 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 it wasn't also related to me and fitness and me and my personal stuff like oh i have to learn how to cook more um or i have to get into exercise like that wasn't the case for me either what about you i remember we were discussing this prompt earlier and i said i would have no idea how to answer it but i think through it during the podcast mm-hmm. i still don't have a very concrete answer but i think for me I haven't had your almost five stages of grief kind of level. (laughs) Mine has just been... That's why it's not five. Yours only four. (laughs) Mine has just been about being comfortable to roll with the punches because I I do like having a sense of control over everything. But even if I Mm -hmm. can't control everything, I would at least like to know where I'm going. I I don't like the feeling of trusting the process like it's theoretically a very nice sentiment and i actually know i should probably practice it more i just can't it's just so hard for me to do so Mm -hmm. my my habits and my goals have really been more around being more accepting of just what is like whenever you feel like you need to do something even though you just finished one thing i try to tell myself you know rest take a break which is for me actually a habit i have to develop because my habit used to be no breaks no rest work work yeah work 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 work, 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 work. so that's that's what i'm trying to work towards i want to i want to be the person who knows how to rest 
and not worry because sometimes I used to rest, but you know, worry. So you're technically not rested at all. Mm-mm. Now that I think about that, like I think I want to be a person. I I think the career part is down for me. Like I'm content. Content. Uh, I can't speak. I'm content. Mercury retrograde. Yeah, I'm content there. But like, it's really like the self. Like, I really should be getting into the habit of like exercise. And it's only recently that I've started um experimenting with food more again with like my mac and cheese from earlier and my mango food from last week. I love it. Things like that. Yeah. So yeah, improve thyself. Thyself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be like that as corny as it sounds because, like I mentioned, when you do things, it is because you want to hit a state of being. And, well, I guess some people are happy with just hitting whatever state and then that's it. Like, I've hit the goal. I'm done. But, you know, life is just so vibrant and there's just so many things you can do with it. It would suck if you just let yourself stay in that one spot being this one type of person forever so yes go improve thyself (laughs) even in the most basic things but now that you know since i did say it would suck to always be the same even though for 14 months we've been quote-unquote same because lockdown how do you think your habits your goal your target state of being would change now that things are going into the new normal, I wouldn't say normal, but whatever this hybrid something else, yeah, from what this yeah, is, I guess. this state that's different from pre-COVID but is not same as COVID. COVID. Um. Hmm. Well, it's. I guess for me, the biggest adjustment will have to be in terms of like work, because the people that I work with now, I've never met them in person. So, like, that hybrid work-from-home, go-to-the-office setup, like, I'm hoping that they let us work from home at least twice a week. If we do thrice, that would be great. But at least twice, I will take it. Um, And I guess it's also, like, figuring out now that, like, when this is out, we would have turned 26 already. Like, the reality that I would have only nine years to get hot so people can still have, like, five years to take hot photos of me for my funeral and I, <laughs> I love this no, no no but seriously though like i've been like i don't i don't know what's up maybe it's like the super blood flower moon thing that's affecting me but then like the thought of death has been with me stronger recently so it's like oh, i really have to consider it i've been saying like 10 years to get hot five years to take photos now it's nine years to get hot and i'm like yeah, I should actually do something about that. I think I've started telling myself to get fit since I was like, what, 17? That has not happened. And that was like, what, eight years ago? Turning nine years ago? It's okay. I think you had to evolve to get to the stage where you're really convinced that that's the kind of person you want to be. We'll see if I'm actually convinced. Like, oh, well, no. I think me working out me working out will be like the ultimate proof of that. But that's true. What about you? How, like now that, again... Not exactly a new normal, a shift, if we may say. What changes will we expect of you? Or do you expect of yourself? Do you want of yourself? I would really like to keep the knowing how to rest and take a break thing because it feels nice. And 
this, this sounds so sad because I can say, oh, wow, it feels nice because I've never really done it. So I never knew it felt nice. So kids trying new things, not necessarily scary because sometimes you might discover things you actually like. So that's definitely something that I want to take with me, learning how to take breaks and learning to make more time for for my hobbies. I really like... I really like just sitting in silence, not talking to anybody and just doing my thing. Like either I paint or I knit or I make music. So I didn't get to explore it before because there are so many Mm -hmm. things you could do, right? You could go out with friends, you could go shopping, Mm -hmm. but having it taken away from you as dramatic as it sounds makes you realize you can kind of live without it or not to the frequency that we used to do it, it made me realize how almost excessive life was. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like, if there's something that I miss about pre-pandemic life, it would be, like, the brunches that we would sometimes oh, have. Same. Some, like, brunches. I don't think we're, like, the group of friends to go out and, like, get drunk. No. Or, like, stay out super late. Oh, God. I think if we do that, we'd be at someone's house just, like, chilling there. It's not like at a party or the bar. I agree. So I miss that. I miss that. Like very extremes, either like late hangouts at someone's house or like brunches out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't miss, I guess, and this sounds really bad of me, would be birthday parties, like big birthday parties and at bars. Yeah. I'd miss going to bars in like small groups, yeah. But big ones, it's like, no, no, thank you. I can't socialize with this many people. Like, you remember those, um, what's it called? Mess hall oh, nights? I w- I've never, I know, I've gone to a couple. I've never stayed more than half an hour because it was just so draining. I enjoyed it. Like, I think I enjoyed it because, like, it's an impromptu reunion every single month. Yeah, it was once a month. So I enjoyed that. But then, now that I think about it, I, just, I don't think I can greet that many people. I- and I, I didn't even know, like, I'm, I wasn't even, like, the most popular person in that room. But because everyone was just from it this, It made like, you feel like circle. a popular person. Yeah. Like, more so because, like, I brought my cousin once. And my cousin's from, um, my cousin's from Belgium. So he was like, why are you greeting, like, almost every other person? I'm like, no. I was greeting every third person. And then the friend that I w- was with was greeting every other person. But still, it felt too much. So that's not something I'm excited for. Maybe like in a few years. Like I think it's really baby steps and seeing people again for me. It, it is because you've gone through such a profound change. You, We went from this life of quote-unquote excessive things, like I said. But then now we don't even see anybody. When I see a crowd, I automatically get turned off. And I don't even think it's just because, oh, I could catch something from that crowd. But it's just the notion of, I used to live my life in excess. I've trimmed it down and become more minimalist. Mm-mm. And when I see it now, it just hits me differently. I think in one way or another, that's something that everybody's experienced, not just with social interactions, but like with everything they've done. Maybe it's with work or with the way you live your day-to-day. The only thing I want to trim now is my waistline. I support this. We fully support <laughs> this. Thank you very much. Maybe that's the that's the new state of being that you want to achieve. Hopefully. I don't know. I'm excited. 
That's really weird. I don't usually say that. I was going to say I'm excited <laughs> for what's going to happen next, even if I know I don't know what's going to happen next. So habits are working, getting more comfy, enjoying the break, enjoying the break, and just being more accepting of what it is. Right? It's mm. it already sucks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to suck more because you make it to be a, such a bad thing. That's true. I agree. Yeah. Like, I guess our habits allow us to somehow, I hate saying it, but like, think positive. And if it's not like thinking positive, it's more of um, a semblance of control that everything else may not be okay. But like, you got some of your shit together and that's enough to get you by. Exactly. You know, back to our earlier discussion about quarantine kitchens. It's like, life sucks, but at least I got pokey. I was like, did you say pokey or cookie? Then I realized either way that those are both very good options. Exactly. And now (laughs) it's time for us to cap off and get ourselves a cookie because it's snack time. It's merienda. It is snack time. It is merienda time. From our minds to your ears, thanks for listening to another episode of In The Now. Find us everywhere on Google, Spotify, not Apple Music because we don't know how to set that up. And we'll see you in the next episode.